Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. This podcast is sponsored by The Corinthian. The Corinthian has revolutionised Glasgow's meeting, eating, socialising and gaming scene, boasting 14 rooms spaced across five floors. This unique venue is the only one of its kind to offer a range of fantastic space, including bars, club, brasserie, meeting rooms, private dining rooms, as well as a stunning gaming room all under one roof. Preserving much of the 260-year-old Grady-listed building, a former bank and high court in Merchant City, it is definitely worth a see. And if you're a member of the GGC Web Club, you can now flash your keyring in the Corinthian Brasserie to receive 20% off the a la carte menu. Hello and welcome to the GGC podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for you all. In this week's podcast, I catch up with Glasgow fashion designer Barbara Kolosinski, chatting about everything from when Barbara decided to follow a career in fashion to working at Alexander McQueen, showcasing at London Fashion Week and why it is important to her to base her luxury brand in Glasgow, prepared to be wowed by this wow woman. Have a listen. Hi, Barbara. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for being in the GGC podcast. No, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, I've been wanting to chat to you for ages because I'm obsessed with your stuff. I know. I'm it's obsessed very, with your brand. Welcome to my world. It's very <laughs> colourful, funny, um, and it's just an interactive space where I kind of want you to get involved and touch, feel, and just have some fun. It's lovely. So we're actually recording this podcast in your studio mm-hmm. in Finiston. Uh-huh. Prime location. Uh-huh. It's and brilliant. I love it here. It's such a good energy in here and all your fashion pictures up in the wall. I just love everything to do with fashion design. So let's chat about that then sure. and how you got into it. So let's hear a bit about you before you got into fashion design and your journey into it. So you will not believe where I first intentionally wanted to take my career so in school I hadn't thought about art didn't want to didn't come into my periphery I was so into hockey I love sports okay. I was the one um winning the races at sports day Brilliant. it was just something I loved I was in training for the commonwealth games high jumping at one point wow yeah I was really dedicated to yeah. taking that seriously and then um, throughout my time, I had a wee couple of bumps with um, hockey at school. And I was like, do you know what? This really isn't for me. Yep. It's not, I can't see myself taking this further. I had an interview, I think, at um, Edinburgh University. And I got like the kind of acceptance letter to come, come through. And I just went, no, this isn't for me. So I then took the time to really consider... What do I want to do? This is this is a totally different now. If, if I'm not doing sport, which I've done for years, what yeah. do I do? Okay. And I really had a thought, think, and the place I was happiest was within the art department. I couldn't draw, couldn't paint, couldn't do anything, <laughs> but I really was creative. Like I really tried and manipulated more so into like the making and okay. jewellery at that time. And I thought, right, I'm going to give this a go. So I took it at, um, at higher and um, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, really gave it all my all. I um, really enjoyed learning, again, like the artist's um, background. Because yeah. I think at that time you chose two artists to write about. I loved learning about their stories, where, why. I think it was 
one of them was Vivian Westwood in the 60s and obviously that's a good few stories to yeah. kind of dive into and it was just interesting I loved that and that was kind of opening up a part of myself I hadn't been exposed to yet okay um and I then I think I, I passed higher art and was like okay um, let's take this further. So I then decided to take advanced art in sixth year with two other subjects and um, I was I was really enjoying it and then all of a sudden I thought I don't have that long I'm going to apply to art school. Okay. And I think it was at Glasgow School of Art or Edinburgh College of Art at that time and Edinburgh College of Art only did a fashion course so they were my first choice through that. Glasgow okay. I think only did textiles. Okay. So I was like no I really I'm really interested in the construction and the, the design and the making of how to get from your d d design in 2D to a 3D form and uh, a person wearing it. I yeah. just find that really interesting. So all of a sudden I dropped every other subject um, which I kind of got away with okay. um, it wasn't it wasn't really alive but I dropped all my subjects I took picked up um life drawing class um, okay. in the art school in the evenings because to develop my portfolio they needed like drawing skills and again I've never never done anything like this so I was like right let's go first drawing class um and it was brilliant didn't even know what um, an oil bar was at that time or charcoal or you know the different gradients yeah. I had no clue um and dropped everything using my lunch times, my after school, um, every moment I can get to get my portfolio together to then submit to Edinburgh College of Art. Okay. And luckily enough, I got through and got into first year. And um, I just did some disbeliefment, been like, <laughs> but no. And I I enjoyed the process, um, but it was it was tough to kind of get in. Yep. And straight into first year, and that was kind of again sussing out what I liked what I didn't like because there was sculpture painting fashion jewelry um but it was almost I was just gravitated towards fashion it yeah. just I just found that the most enjoyable uh and then a couple of years later developed it wasn't the easiest of roads within ECA but I, I loved it okay. um I had the best time there and I graduated in twenty no two thousand seven. I graduated um, and I focused my collection then on the Polish heritage. Okay. So again, I'm a Scottish brand, but my um, a part of my work, especially at Edinburgh College of Art, was focused on to diving into my Polish my Polish oh, heritage. Um, so it's from my father's side. Okay. And, um, I just found it really interesting. It was the folk costumes from you know, put the Polish like dancers, the colours, the silhouettes, the movement. So I based a lot of my work on trimmings and the reverse side. So it's all the the, the woven fabrics or the threads that you see, and the mixing of colours. And that's when at Edinburgh College of Art, I really solidified that I was kind of a colour person. Okay. Um, because as you can see, like I'm really minimalistic in my style myself. But my brain is colour for okay. everything. <laughs> so it's kind of nice to go. I'm just drawn. I find it quite difficult to design in kind of greys, blacks, whites. Yep. I'm just, I can't I can't do it. So I'm just like, <laughs> give me pinks, lilacs, I love it. mint I greens. Love it. <laughs> As you can see from the studio, it's just, there is not a lot of, it's just all colour. Oh, it's amazing. 
Yeah, and um, so graduated from there, and then I took myself to London. Okay. Um, I actually started a master's course at Kingston University. Okay. And that was just not for me. It was I've never, I've never stopped doing something, but that was just I didn't feel like it sat right with me. Right. It okay. was very. Um, it just wasn't the best at the time for myself and then I decided to apply to London College of Fashion um, to do the Masters in Fashion Design and Technology and I got in and that was in 2011 I think okay Um, and I loved that that really was a great experience to be on Oxford Street kind of every day um, working within London um, and then in that collection I developed and looked at my Scottish heritage Okay. so I really wanted and a passion of mine is to kind of innovate and modernise tartan and its technique, Scottish techniques and to push Scottish fashion a little bit further so really worked with a lot of tartans um, it was a tufting technique at that time because I'm very hands-on with my work. Okay. I love kind of manipulating fabrics and creating my own textiles or even creating a fabric that I can use and work with that isn't out there and seen, so it's more unique. Um, and then the the most amazing thing with that collection was um, out of 60 students, 10 students were chosen to, sh- to, open, uh, to showcase at the Waldorf Astoria um, London Fashion Week. Wow. So they said to me, um, you're going to open the show? And I went, no, 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 it's fine. They were like, you're going to open the show? And I was like, no. And I just couldn't believe it. Again, I was working with the editor of Love magazine Wow. Um, at that time. And it was just a fantastic opportunity to work with people within the industry to yeah. see how a show is produced, to be within the environment and energy of a London Fashion Week. And that was 2014. Um, what a buzz that must have been it was just fantastic it was just um, all the work had just been so worth it Um, I kind of work off the pressure I thrive on it I love being busy I love kind of having more than a couple of things to do at one time Um, and it was just exciting I think so did you have to create completely new pieces or did you get a brief like how does it all work for like a fashion show uh, so with this one, with the kind of master's collection, yeah. you are kind of given almost your own brief or you create your own okay. brief. So it's to find something and for myself to be passionate about enough to carry through, say, 10 months or it was kind of a, a year a year course, if I remember correctly. So something that you know that will drive you for a year that you're going to be passionate about, yeah. that you're going to be interested in researching, developing so that's why I was like, well, I'd love, I'm really passionate about what Scotland has to offer. I think we've got some beautiful fabrics, some really amazing history to our industries up yeah. here. And I thought, I'm just going to, I'm going to dive into that. I really enjoyed it to do it for my BA, so I'm just going to push it further for my MA. And what was really lovely as a designer, it kind of solidified what I, what I liked, yeah. where I wanted to take my designs um, and what I didn't like as well it was a, a trial and error of, and that's what you need to suss out Like yes. I prefer to work in colour rather than black and white or I prefer o- oversized shapes and who is it I'm dressing almost Yes. why am I creating um, these pieces and again being a student you're able to be extremely creative yep. so you had the freedom of 
I'm just going to throw this couple of meters on this dress and get away with it. Whereas that wouldn't be an everyday garment. Yes. So you were, you had the freedom to have a lot of fun, um, and kind of push your boundaries a little bit more and just just have fun with it. You're a student at that time and you you can you can do. That is so amazing. And how many pieces did you showcase? Um. So when we did the hand in, I think it was eight looks. Right. So within that, eight looks could be up to like ten to fifteen individual pieces. Wow. And again, within London College of Fashion, which the nicest thing was, we were able to work with machinists. So it just kind of quickened up the process Brilliant. and to work with someone who's in the industry and to work with a machinist, you just pick up so much. So yeah. it's always a kind of learning curve. Um, and then being selected to go through, it was another two pieces. Okay. So I was like, right, okay, let's just create a furry love heart and we'll throw that in a jumper or some, I think I added some love heart frills. So I was like, okay, let's do it. We'll add some head pieces. I think I had antlers for for um, the London College of Fashion show itself, you know, the London Fashion Week. So I am kind of daring in that way. Yes. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to bringing that back a little bit within my own work. Okay. To bring that creativity, that creative level of, okay, this is ridiculous, but I'm still enjoying it. Yes. Sort of, sort of vibe to it. Brilliant. So what was the next step after that then? Because that's obviously a massive high. Uh-huh. Um, I think from that, people were like, oh, just start your own brand. Just yep. do it. Like, you've had such a good response. It's been great. I think because my use of colour, it was on um, Time Out magazine. Or, um, I think Susie Bubble had reposted it. Wow. So there were, it had a lot of good um, traction. But my, my thought at that time was I'm not experienced enough. I need to know what the industry is like. Okay. I can't just go and start my own my brand. As amazing as that would be, there's yep. finances to think about. Yep. Where, how do I support myself? There's so much that goes into it, and I just thought I need some. I need to get into the industry. I need to go and experience for for real. Okay. So at this time, where I was working, so I worked part time throughout my education. I was working in a restaurant in Soho. Okay. And then I went in, handed my CV in, I think before I started, and went in, handed it in, and it was a kind of yeah, we'll give you a call back. And obviously with the Glasgow accent, out the corner um, was the manager, and he was like, "Oh, where are you from?" And he was from Edinburgh. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'm from Scotland. And he was like, you look for a job. And I was like, yeah, because it, it was a Vietnamese restaurant. Okay. I worked in Soho. What's it called? Fo. Okay. Or, uh -huh, okay. Uh, or Fo. And it was just, uh, uh, it was brilliant. So he just called me, hey, what are you doing? He's like, right, come back for a, uh, come back for a um, trial shift at that okay. time. So we, through that kind of Scottish interaction, <laughs> got, got the job, took it on. Oh, yeah. It was brilliant. I loved it. It was a really amazing time to work there, study, just enjoy London as yeah, a student. Yeah, so it's just such a great oh, electric area as well. Yeah, it? it was just the vibe, the energy, yeah. meeting so many people. I've got some really good friends from when I worked in there. Brilliant. Um, then all of a sudden his partner was working at Alexander McQueen okay so all of a sudden uh, he asked me for my CV and I was like oh my god I don't have my CV together I think it was home for Christmas at this point okay he was like they're all going to Paris send me your CV this is the best time to send it and I'm going okay 
okay, what do I do? I've not got one. I have 15 minutes to put it together. Um, sent my CV across. Um, so he was initially the one who kick-started this all, which was brilliant in the sense of he just out of the kindness of his heart was like remembered me and passed it on and I hadn't expected to hear anything back because they're going to Paris they're busy yeah it's Alexander McQueen yeah so I had got a email good couple of weeks later okay and um, would you like to come in for an interview and I was like yes absolutely <laughs> but oh my god I, this is Alexander McQueen. Hey, what do I wear? Like, oh, the pressure. <laughs> the pressure, what do I wear? What, like, oh my God, do I put the red lipstick on? <laughs> so I went in with my portfolio in Farringdon, where the offices were at that time. And I had met a junior designer and a senior designer. I'd met the senior designer first. She came down. She was lovely. Um, and talked through my portfolio and then the next person I'd met was the loveliest uh, junior designer. She was Scottish again. Okay. From Edinburgh. And she was just so bubbly, so lovely. And had a really good conversation about work and artists and what kind of happens at McQueen and what they're looking for. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, I got accepted to wow. go on to the Women's Wear traineeship at that time. And I just again was in disbelief and been like, amazing. this can't this can't happen. And I think again it was almost the Scottish connection of yeah we it was just that's what I think in my heart of it just must have been the Scottish connection. And obviously we enjoyed each other's conversation and my portfolio. Yeah, and your um, raw talent and as the well. raw talent as well. <laughs> Uh, and then I started a three-month placement at Alexander McQueen. Um, you are thrown in at the deep end in the best way. Um, that was, I learned an awful lot. Wow. Within my time there, you just had to pick up the pace and become resilient. Yeah. You were working within the industry in a, a fashion house, so you had to become quicker, sharper. But it was, it was tough. And yeah. In the best, in in the expected ways um so i think long it was hours and long hours <laughs> late nights but some of the things you are just you can't write it you know yep. addison lee's home at three o'clock in the morning you're back in and you get to go to paris you can't write it so i was i ended up staying at mcqueen for a year okay uh, it was extended to six months and then another six months okay uh, at that time, I was really enjoying it and learning an awful lot. We were working through, I think, pre's and mains of 40. I think it was started in pre-14 and then I think spring, summer or autumn, winter 15 was when I left. Okay. And as women's wear trainee, um, working within the women's wear team, you worked on sampling. Yeah. So a couple of my samples, or one in specific, ended up being shown on Paris, on the catwalk of Paris. Oh, wow. So you can that opportunity like That's, where do you get that opportunity wow, and yeah. it was just from we're given a brief we're given an image um and to develop ideas and to just have that kind of initial bit of creative fun yeah as well as kind of doing all the errands and picking up different jobs it was it was brilliant so to have that kind of go through was unbelievable i think i've got frame picture somewhere oh, what a moment yeah it was it was lovely um and that's exactly what i like to do to yeah. kind of work hands-on develop an idea and then how to place that within my own work kind of creating my own fabric and fabricating textiles 
so it was really lovely um, and I picked up an awful lot of knowledge that I think I've seen now infiltrate into my own work okay. in the sense of the discipline, my thought pattern, processes, yeah. what I would do and what I wouldn't do. Okay. Um, so it, it, it was such a good um, eye-opener to see. So so worthwhile doing that before launching your own thing Absolutely. Then. Yeah. I would have said I would have been too naive okay. um, to really start. And again, to understand myself, I need, as me personally, I needed a little bit more time to... Yeah. Just get to know myself more as a designer, yeah. what my taste is like, yeah. what I like, what I don't like, why I like and don't like these things as well. Okay. To then go, well, I don't like using X because this, or I'm naturally gravitating towards something else. So it's really, that that then has kind of brought into my time now developing the brand. Okay. Um, so I spent my time out with Queen and I I can I loved it. It was phenomenal. Uh-huh. Some of the things you get to see or be a part of, you could not write it. You couldn't write it. I remember I was flowing to Paris, um, to Milan to deliver dresses and um just to deliver genuinely to deliver. in the taxi, delivered two dresses because they were just hand embroidered, so they okay. needed like a hand delivery. My foot, my lip, my basically turned around, delivered the dresses. My one leg was in the taxi to go straight back to the airport from like a 5 a.m. wake up call. Oh my God. It was in, um, it was, I was like, see you later. And then the embroidery team ran out and was like, no, we need you to stay. And I was like, no, 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 I've got like, I'm in the taxi, I'm going. They were like, no, we need you to stay. So from then, I then worked till I think three o'clock in the morning. Right. I, on set, doing the, the pre um, lookbook. Wow. So I was like, you know, just my handbag, that's it. And luckily, uh, everyone was so lovely. Like, Brilliant. all the girls were fab. The team we worked with at that time were fab. Everyone worked really well together. All our strengths and weaknesses balanced each other out. Yep. It was a very it was a very strong team at that point. Of we just, we worked together. There yep. was no, no competition within the women's wear team and the sense of the trainees there it was we just need to get this done and to the best of our abilities brilliant but it was great uh-huh i absolutely loved it and then after that then is that when you decided right i'm gonna i'm ready i then took some time out okay i needed a little bit of a breather i needed some sleep i, <laughs> I needed to just catch up on myself and at that time um i was freelancing a little bit okay and then the opportunity to moved to Paris came up okay so I was like yeah let's do it I never would have ever thought I would move to Paris you know I come from a small village in Glasgow me going to Edinburgh was a big step okay then me moving to London that just wasn't in my path and then me moving to Paris or the, the question of moving I was like yeah let's do it why not um, so I stayed there for a couple of months and I absolutely loved it. Again, putting myself in a place of totally outside my comfort zone, didn't speak French, didn't know France or Paris at all. And I thought, let's give this a go. Why not? It's Paris. It was, it was fantastic. I loved my time there, but I got to the point there where I wasn't, I was, wasn't totally working. Okay. Um, I was still freelancing kind of a little bit. But it wasn't the same pace that I'm used to and yeah. what I like to do coming from a 
London College of Fashion to McQueen, the pace had slowed down. Okay. It's a bit of a disadvantage I can work in Paris because of perhaps the language for myself yeah. at the time. But there's still loads of opportunities. It yeah. just didn't feel right for myself okay. to, to work there. So at that time, Glasgow had, through Creative Scotland, a programme called Fashion Foundry. Yeah. So that started a couple of years prior to me, my time on it. And then it started back up. So I'm going, okay, this opportunity, this is really strange. This has come come around and I'm really wanting to start my own thing. I just really had it in me, the urge to, I want to do my own thing. Okay. Um, so that came up and I applied and got an interview because it was just like, this can't be real again. Glasgow's got like a really supportive fashion programme. It was sort of for menswear, women's wear, accessories. This is fantastic. It's in Glasgow. It's where I'm, I'm, I'm from. Yeah. I can't, I can't not do it. So I was very lucky to be accepted onto this program, and it was with some really great people. It was just five accepted on our year of, I think that was 2016 or 2017. Okay. So it was a mixture of again accessories designers, women's wear, men's wear, uh, and I think. Knitwear, I can't remember, but there was a nice mix okay. of um, design um, capabilities, and it was a ten-month program. We had a, I had my studio in South Block at the time. It was shared. We had a, a sewing room, and again, that's when I was going right. If I'm going to start my brand, where what do I see it as? Where do I want it to be placed within the market? What do I want to produce? Okay. So it's all these questions, and I kind of gravitated towards working with a lot of faux fur because I've worked with that previously within my BA collection and my ME collection. And I'm just gravitating naturally towards it. Lots of fur. I use sheepskin within my work and silks. Okay. So it's like the luxury fabrics that I just, of course, had to be drawn to. Of course. <laughs> of course. Why not? Give me the most expensive fabric. That's it. I was like, oh. But I, I just developed some designs. I had a really fantastic mentor at the time through them. He really gave me his insight, his opinion, and worked with me an awful lot. And that was a kind of, you can't buy that, yeah. that knowledge. So I'm very... Um, appreciative of trying to give back because yes. people have given me okay. their time and just their opinion and their 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 um their, their their focus point, which has been really lovely to just talk yes. to people about. And I think that's such a, a a thing that is easy enough to give back if I can. People have done it for me, so I'm so willing to pass that on. That's lovely. So the program. Ended and then myself and two others got a studio down at the Barra's Art and Design. Okay. And that was like that was wild in the sense of this is my first studio. I'm on like pushing myself more to become my own two feet. Yes. It was lovely to share the space and because we were so different, it worked. Uh, so again, I kind of um, developing my designs and the brands, and I think that's when I launched my website. Okay. And you forget as a designer. The first thing I ever wanted, I couldn't ever believe, is for the first sale to go through the website. Okay. And you're like, someone wants to buy yeah. something from me. Someone wants to have a little piece of my world. And you forget so quickly because you're like, now on to the next thing. Now I need to do this and to stop for a minute and go, actually. Celebrate the wins. Yeah. Absolutely. Remember what you wanted six months ago because that was a dream. And now... It's a reality. Yeah. Someone's bought something and you never could have dreamt of that. And yeah. again, it's just, in that sense, just stop. 
and just go right did what you needed to do now on to the next it's so easy to kind of go right I've got another 10 other dreams and goals I've got to hit so quickly yeah it is. I know. Oh, wow. Okay, so you launched the website. Uh-huh. Okay. And by this point, you've got... Cause how does it all work in the fashion industry? Then you, you work in the seasons, but it's quite in advance, isn't it? Yes. So technically, at the moment, I am um, just through time and finances. And it's I'm trying to get on to the, the fashion timeline and really produce my collections to to that but also in a sense I don't think that's 100% necessary anymore okay because of social because it does confuse me I have to say yeah oh it's taking me <laughs> me being dyslexic as well I'm going how are six months right six months my brain yeah we need to produce 18 before 19 and it's so basically confusing. um when February so what are we now we are December 2019 yes so come February, when the fashion weeks kick off of all the London, Milan, Paris, New York, they will show autumn, winter 20 in February, which you would assume would be spring. Yeah. But spring was shown in September 19 because that gives you enough time for, say, the buyers, gives okay. you enough time for the buyers to buy, for you to produce and for you to deliver. I so understand that is, now. <laughs> I know, but it took me a while to go, oh my God. Like, yeah. Because I'm just thinking, okay, I'll make and sell. And again, I do that. I kind of, because I am so small, people can contact me. I work on projects. Do a lot um, of bespoke projects. Yeah, and... and I really enjoy that aspect an awful lot. And I would like to kind of get onto, or get onto it so I can at least showcase my work to buyers and to go actually I'd love to be stocked in all my dream list of you know Selfridges, Neto Forte, all the big the big players that is the dream. Yeah well uh, they're missing out no. I know but I've just given them all the fur. That's like, the like they are t- totally missing out so. Uh, so that is that is the dream of course to be to be stocked and obviously to to do a lot of more direct to consumer uh, through myself and to to primarily keep it up in Scotland this is what I love also to have the brand base here but also perhaps manufacturing so I think Glasgow and Scotland are just full of talent yes and I'd love to to showcase and highlight that a little bit more because you could quite easily move your studio to London couldn't you but you've taken the conscious decision to stay in Glasgow yeah absolutely I've purposely kept it here yeah. I, I think if I'm being honest, taking it to London at the moment would be a harder task to survive because it's so saturated in this field. Um, finances again and to just get this off the ground. And again, a huge passion of mine was to really try and establish a more creative fashion scene in, yes. in Glasgow and Scotland because just recently Glasgow was named the number one city for creative culture so we've got we've got it going on here yes yeah. just get the fashion game let's get it go let's yeah. get it let's get it up and there's so many good there's so many amazing ta- so much amazing talent here like we've got some amazing brands and yes. women's wear men's wear everything and they're doing some amazing stuff um, all over so I think it's it's possible that eventually we can get some traction to get some attention up here to go okay we're doing something that's yeah and just like things to, are happening in Glasgow yeah I think so that's so exciting uh-huh um so since so since the Babazak design I took the 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 leap to go out on my own okay um I just felt I was running out of space I 
wanted a bit of a new energy around me and came across the studio that you're in now, which okay. is in the Hive in Finiston. Gorgeous. Uh-huh. I love it. This is like my, I just, I love it. I'm in here all the hours I can, um, in a good way. I bet. In a good way. I love it. Like, it's it's just the energy of Finiston. People are always doing things. There's yeah. always something going on. I work within a building where there's loads of different businesses. There's like a tattoo studio. There's a masseuse yeah. next door. So there's always something going on. There's always kind of a drive to keep things kind of moving along. Absolutely. It's amazing. And what, what so do you find that certain designers inspire you? Because I, I feel as though you've very much so got your own style and it's very unique. It's very colourful and playful and very you. Do you take inspiration from other designers? How does that kind of work? Or is it more you'll go out and you'll see colours and you'll mm-hmm. think about clubbing them together what's the creative process i think for myself over um the time of studying there are a few i've always kind of tapped into okay um like madame gray's is one of them okay um and i very much appreciate looking back into like the early um the early like 30s 40s i think there's little um, gems of construction and design that you don't necessarily pick up straight away because yep. as you can see like in my my mood board there's it. a lot of like um references to to that time and yep. different silhouettes but also I am very aware of paying attention to right now of the kind of like Balenciaga is one of my favorites to look at okay I think Demna what he's doing over there is fantastic um, I really, uh, I really love like again for myself when I was studying McQueen before I worked there. Yeah. Um, the work he produced was that's that's one because remember my mum turning around when I got in and she said, but Barbara, you've always looked at him, um, you've always, you've always looked at his work and that you've loved that you've always had him as a reference. Okay. But just because he was so creative and yeah. it was just so how was he created this and he took a risk. Um, so I always touch into my, my favourites and more so historically reference the the early years of brands okay. and the fashion houses um, of Yves Saint Laurent of looking back into like the, especially the 80s and 90s, I'm kind of drawn. Okay. So I'm instinctively drawn to certain eras. So when I started the brands, it was the 70s, I loved the kind of energy and the vibes, you know, Studio 54 that kind of yeah. um, yep. Jay Jagger-esque, just the the era was incredible, so I was drawn to it, the, the floor-length trousers with the flare, the kind of silk shirts, that's what I love, and now I'm more, which I never thought I would be, okay. drawn to kind of touches of the, the 80s and a bit of the 90s. Uh, coming through and again but referencing that back to like the 30s and the uh, touch of the, the glamour looks which is coming through amazing so I'm, I just go off what I naturally think yeah um, and feel and to also tie in where I want to take the brand of where I who am I dressing and what is who is the woman I can see in my clothes yeah and keeping that creative level as well of creating that fun, but she's going to put the, these clothes on and just feel confident. Yeah. Even if you're not feeling it, to feel, you know, the, the clothes can give you this power and this confidence, and I want to pass that on to my women. Brilliant. 
I'm like sold. <laughs> sold. Have a fur coat. I'll take one of everything. So how? Like so, a listener to the podcast then mm-hmm. would they be able to come to your studio, try things? Let's say they've looked at your website yeah. and think, love it. Mm-hmm. Would they be able to come here and try things on? How how does that kind of work? Well, within my studio, and another point was exactly that to yeah. have that experience and interaction, especially with being based in Glasgow, it can be direct to the Glasgow consumer or yeah. the customer. And that is something I absolutely love. Just give me a heads up so I can speak before. <laughs> <laughs> so I can at least tidy. Uh, I'll have the Prosecco waiting. Oh, lovely. So I absolutely love that. I love um, when people come in here and just dive into having a look through the reels. Yeah. Because um, people are like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, 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 that's what I want. I prefer, I love to see that reaction of you're having enjoyment out of being in this space that's the whole point of it all. There's not nothing, hopefully, like this to that you can come have a look. There again, it's not like you have a look, you have to buy. This is yeah. come and see, come and have a chat with me. Um, in that case, you can just get in touch. You can email me. We can arrange a kind of appointment so it's more one-on-one talk. That's than, an experience in itself. Like yeah. it adds to the kind of luxe, fun uh-huh. element of it. And that's what I like to keep. And I want to have within my work that it's myself who's talking to you as the designer and talking to you about what I'm doing and how can I help you in a way or what would you like to know or what would you like to see if there's something you're looking for. Um, And that's what I would love to kind of keep driving through within my work. It's a very unique, bespoke experience I'd like to offer my my clients. And it's like actually getting to come in and like meet the designer, have yeah. the kind of couture experience uh-huh. and it's in Glasgow. I know. That's what I'm 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 trying to Which is so get cool. There. Uh-huh. Amazing. So you've also got another business. As if yes. you're not busy enough. No, I know. I don't need sleep. Nobody needs no. sleep these days. It's not cheap anymore. Well that is that exactly. So you actually and I find this with a lot of clothes that I buy, I should get them tailored uh-huh. because they would look so much better. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that you're like, I will do that and then it never happens and then yeah. you don't really wear the piece and then you've maybe put it to a charity shop and you're like, yeah. that was wasted time with me. Uh-huh. Like, I, I wish I'd you know not done that. But you offer a service whereby you can recreate pieces, mm-hmm. you can alter them, you can do basically everything you can imagine with clothes. Yes, absolutely. Which is brilliant. <laughs> I just, it kind of came from, I had friends and family that I was doing alterations from for, so my business, my other business adventure as well as the brand is Finiston Alterations. I love that name. It was good, I was like, right, Finiston Alterations, it's bougie. Yes, it is. um, (laughs) Um, And again, when people kind of pop in for alterations, they're kind of like, oh, I was like, this isn't straight away, not in a bad way, oh, it's like, it's not your usual, here's a desk, someone behind the desk, there's like... 14 machinists. Yes. It's um, uh, alterations within a design studio. And yeah. I do highlight that on the website. It is myself who does it. Um, I'm, I am the one behind the, the social media. Yeah. And I have so loved it since I've started it. I've really appreciated um, every customer who has come through the door. They've really given me just their time and believed in me so far because... An alterations business is a brand new one and you're putting your trust in someone to with your, your beloved clothes. Yeah. I totally get that. And I would not for a second let anything leave here, leave the studio below par. It just isn't my kind of way of working. 
So I can, I've done jeans, I've done like vintage dresses, I've done last minute 30th birthday dresses that need taken in. Brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a, it's been a really um, lovely time since starting the business. Um, less sleep, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, but you're a style saviour, uh-huh. so... <laughs> and, I, and again, I also offer like a consultation in the sense of when, say, they come in, not... If if that if you wanted my opinion, I'm more than welcome to give it. Yeah. Um, because I kind of I'm like I work with you, and I can kind of understand proportions. Yes. Again, if you were unsure of how you would like to style, see if you wanted a flare in your jeans. Yeah. I would happily go. Well, I think you would suit this proportionally, or you need just a little tuck here, or you know. That's what people need. We That's can, what we all want. We want someone yeah. just to be honest, like. Does this suit me? Uh-huh. How can we make it suit me more? Let's make it, because I am so for, if you feel good in your clothes, you're going to show it. Yeah. And if your clothes fit fit you, it, it just already is half the battle. And it makes such a difference if your your clothes fit perfectly. Yeah. Because I'm very much, um, I think I bought a pair of Zara sale trousers for £10 years ago. Never worn them. In my closet, in my wardrobe, and I'm going... I really like them, but they just something's not working. Yeah. Something's not working. They were a really gorgeous, like emerald green, lower length yeah. tailored trousers for a tenner. I was like, no, I'm taking them. Yeah. And again, like thought of, I'll just give them away. All it needed was the waist pulled in, and it was just the time. It was like you know, you're like you do this all day, and you're going to go and do yeah your thing, your your own alterations at night. And I was like, Barbara. You've got you've got half an hour. Come on, let's let's do it. Let's finally do it. Because I was like, I'm running out of clothes because I can't buy any, or like I, I just don't have any money, and all my money's kind of invested back in. So I was of like, I can't keep wearing the same outfit. I'm gonna have to start doing something. Oh. And uh, I altered them, and when I wore them, people I've never got so many compliments, and I they were like, you look so good in those trousers. Brilliant. And I just went, it's because they're fitted. Genuinely, it was like pinched in right at the waist yeah. it was kind of released at all the the bigger parts I and I was like it's just because they were fitted so I so understand of how you feel in your clothes we yeah. just exude your confidence and 100%. that's all I'm kind of trying to do and a lot of more people are more aware of tailoring and altering things to fit them specifically and less more buying fast fashion and throwaway yeah. fashion because that is going to change hopefully that we go back to buying pieces that will last us yes. for a lifetime rather than pieces for a night out and quick fast fashion which no, it's harming and everything isn't it really yeah it's just it's just how how is a dress so cheap yeah how is a dress how are you going to pre-mark and how is a dress pounds yeah and with myself understanding the kind of business aspect of it you're going I know how much that is probably made for uh, so it's kind of but there is a kind of turn yes there's definitely a change uh-huh a foot for sure uh-huh and I think that's positive I think that's positive because yeah. it's almost as though you're getting a new um new garment or piece of clothing when you have it altered because you're yeah. like oh this isn't yeah this is different you do you feel uh-huh. different you feel so much better uh-huh Oh, Barbara, it's been so lovely chatting to you. No, thank you. This and has been amazing. Hearing all about you, and I would encourage everybody listening to this to go on your website, go on your Instagram, look at all the pieces, and then, you know, consider coming in here because it's, there's just something magical about your studio yeah, and you. you. Thank you very much. This oh, has been brilliant. I am so looking forward to the next kind of couple of years 
developing and pushing the brand more. Oh, well, we'll certainly be keeping our eyes on yeah. you and getting that pink coat that yeah. I've got my eye on. <laughs> That's it, all yours. Oh, thank you. Well, listen, we shall catch up again then. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to. That would be brilliant. We'll speak to you soon. Bye.